Hey everyone, welcome to our live feed here. We are going to wait just a couple of minutes and let everybody come here. So you should be able to see a couple of questions um, when you jump in here. So if you wanna go ahead and respond to those, that'd be great. Um, and then uh, if you don't mind taking a moment and sharing this onto your page or into a group that you feel like um, would maybe benefit from what we're talking about tonight. So we're gonna be talking about um, COVID-19 and uh, loneliness and how that affects single adults specifically, how you can lead um, uh, your church, lead in your area um, regarding that. So go ahead and answer those questions and I'll shoot out a couple of questions here so you can be chatting in as well. So statistics, we're gonna do a couple of statistics to get started. So I would like to hear from y'all. Um, how old is the median age for a female when she gets married for the first time? Does anybody know that off the top of their head while we're sharing here? Just go ahead and type it in the chat field. Wait for a few responses. Um, and that would be for uh, males too. So we want the average for a guy getting married and a girl getting married. And I'm gonna see what Go ahead and looks like building an audience here. So that's good. Carol, I see 25. It's a good guess. It's a good guess. Scott Sullivan, somewhere in 27. Okay, we're we're in the ballpark. We're getting there. Mike, 31. Mike must have a, a single adult in his household. He's, thin. He's thinking, I know, I know the struggle's real. Um, okay, so first statistic is 30 and 28. 30 and 28. So 30 is the median age for a guy getting married and 28 for a female in America. That's been on a, on a steady incline over the last couple of uh, decades, and there's been quite a bit of uh, growth in the rural and in the urban environment for that. So I don't know if that shocks any of you on um, where that is or how that could even possibly be that high, uh, but it is um, a statistic that's continued to grow even over the last five years, even though we've seen it kind of plateau a little bit um, as the way median averages do. So let me post on our last group here. And we will get started. Thank you for um, sharing. Thanks for taking time with us. Uh, what we want to do uh, is really help equip uh, single adults and leaders. Um, and I think this will be a really good time. Median age for first divorce. Hey, how about that one while we're finishing up this, this last little bit of trivia? Anybody have an idea of what that is? One fun thing about Facebook Live is it's always a little bit laggy, but y'all will respond um, as you can. So average age for first divorce. So we know it's 38 for getting married. So what would it be for uh, a divorce? You should have those questions too if you haven't done those. You can go ahead and do some of those. You can do those at the end too. Either way works just fine. And I think we got it going here. Okay. 
Um, median age for first-time divorce is 30. Some of you are about to type, and I apologize, but uh, effort here, I'll go ahead and ruin that spoiler for you. 30. So how the law of averages works out. Um, if you're going to be divorced, the first time you're going to be divorced is actually much um, shorter in the number of years than you would expect. And so therefore it ends up being um, 30. And 63% uh, of singles are unmarried. Often we hear uh, that singles are primarily divorced or widowed. Uh, that in fact is not the case. Most singles have never been married and that's across all ages, all backgrounds. Um, and then a, a shocking statistic is that 40% of families are single parent families. And so um, if we're looking down the, the hallways on Sunday morning, uh, can we really look at each other and say, yeah, we're, we're reaching uh, single adults because we have this many single families in our communities. Now, of course, that varies on your community, uh, but these are numbers that we take from the U.S. Census Bureau. And so we want to be as honest and transparent with those as possible. And so the point is, is that to not reach singles is to not reach your community. If you're not serious that singles are in your community, that they need to be reached and that um, uh, that you need to be a part of the solution, then it's never going to it's never going to change. They're in your community. So how's your church going to do that? And so um, when we when we do any kind of a talk here, I want to, to be honest about who single adults are. Often, if we define it a little bit more then that helps us in our discussion when we're talking about loneliness and and uh and who's affected that loneliness and how we can lead and how we can do that as single adults so um defining single adults collegiate singles those are adults um ages 18 to 22 who are single maybe married maybe dating um but basically how do we how do we get that age bracket and put a name on it you can call it a lot of different things um but we're calling it collegiate singles um single never married so singles that are ages 22 and older that have been married or may not have been married so this is the the big bucket of uh, single adults that we were just talking about uh, that primarily adults. Um, dating singles, so singles that are actively seeking to find a friendship with another adult. There's a very big difference between a single adult who is looking to date and a single who is not looking to date. Um, and singles that are looking to date right now, there's tons of memes uh, that are out there about how to even do that. Uh, maybe you can post your favorite one in the comments. Uh, uh, or pick up lines uh, during this, the lighter side of this. Engaged singles. So, so married until the ring is on the finger. You stood before God and said that we're getting married. So um, if you are engaged, you are in fact still single. And we want to encourage you to keep your friends, to stay connected in community, to not abandon the things that you've already built in those relationships. Um, but stay where you're at. And then as you transition uh, on your day, then be involved. Get involved with um singles, uh, singles and married adults in that. Um, divorce singles, so singles that have been married before that are not currently married. Um, we kind of understand what that is. Uh, the church has struggled uh, to connect divorcees over the years, but I, I hear a lot of positive comments, a lot of things like divorce care, or, you know, we're here for you, and, and people uh, realize it's a lot more prevalent uh, than it used to be. So um, lots of uh, divorce singles. Single parents, which you've already talked about, make up 40% of your families uh, in your community. Um, but did you think about how you can become a single parent? So it's not just, um, you know, that you were married, and then you were separated and you had a kid. Uh, maybe you had a, a child before you were you're married. Um, but what about adoption? People that are adopting and staying um, very heavily connected um, and involved in family groups, but um, they've adopted and they have that great blessing of that. So think about 
spouse. We talk about single parents, widows, um, those that uh, were married, but their spouse has passed away. And then same sex attraction, those single adults that struggle um, with uh, what it means to, to have a relationship with the same sex person. And we can talk about that um, at a different time, but all of those can be unpacked into to video sessions. Maybe we'll do that. Comment if you'd be interested in hearing on uh, one of those uh, on that. And we'll definitely uh, look at doing more of these if uh, we get some feedback on that. Okay, so loneliness. So COVID-19 is is no longer something that, um, you know, we can make a lighthearted comment about anymore. We see that the, the, the death toll is rising. I think most of us are starting to hear people that have had problems. Um, um, I, I personally know two people very close to our family um, that have tested positive and um, they, are, they are currently going under treatment. And so it's very scary, it's very real. And whether we're social distancing or staying at home, a lot of us are starting to feel loneliness and how that enters into our life in this season, but specifically for single adults. Um, social distancing can be, uh, uh, it can be because singles tend to want to uh, be together. They want to be in community. They want to stay uh, active. Now, introvert or extrovert, um, you tend to see that single adults want to gather more um, than maybe our married adult uh, counterparts. And primarily, uh, that's because, you know, in a, in a married environment, you already have a teammate. You already have a friend that's there all the time. And in a singles world, you don't always have that person there all the time. And so we get together often so that uh, we can connect with one another uh, more. And so social distancing removes that, even though we're doing this via video, which is which is great. Um, it's not always the, the same, right? It's not always 100% um, the same as sitting down with somebody over a cup of coffee or going to, to group time together. Alone at home. Uh, so be thinking about those singles that are now alone in their apartments. Maybe they have a roommate, maybe they don't. Um, but singles uh, aren't aren't stuck at home with somebody, and um, and that's I mean that in that way because we've seen the videos or how somebody says, uh, "Be blessed that you're not stuck with someone," you know, and and kind of make a lighthearted joke about it. Um, but it it's true. Singles really truly struggle um, um, maybe even more during this season than we would first think. Uh, envy of others. I've seen posts of my singles. Uh, friends who say, um, man, that must stink that you're at home with your family, that you are married and you have kids and a dog and you're and you're stuck at home all day with them. And that must be really hard for you and very cynical almost in that feeling. Right. And so what about those single adults that envy somebody else right now? Doesn't that really kind of like um, pile on the loneliness? Uh, temporary singleness. So this is brought up by one of our consultants um, here at the Georgia Baptist Mission Board and our discipleship team. And so you have people that are being isolated right now that have that temporary singleness almost, uh, where they're being quarantined for two weeks alone uh, because they may have been infected or they are infected and they don't want to infect others. And so for uh, when we're leading singles, we may think that that may be a one person issue, but it in fact isn't. Um, feeling incomplete. Um, when when we feel incomplete, then we seek things that we don't have. We seek what somebody else has in a relationship, a marriage, or or you know maybe it's something that they have. Maybe it's a, an item that they have. But when we feel incomplete, we feel lacking in that. Leaders, one of the things that um, single adults would want to tell you um, if they could is that they're single complete you. And and what single adults want to hear is that. They are complete in Christ now without having to have another relationship in their life. That's a big statement. That's a big deal to, to fully understand that Jesus was complete 
and he wasn't married, changes the paradigm of how we talk as a uh, culture and how we interact with one another. And so marriage won't complete you. And in this time of separation, um, if you're looking to date, we were just talking about dating single adults. If you're looking to date right now, it feels extremely hard. Um, even if you want to have um, an online profile and get to know somebody, um, you know, I always encourage people to meet after one interaction. Well, now I can't meet. So what does that mean? Does that mean that you're not going to date for a while? Does that mean that you're going to change the way you would date? Maybe you aren't the person that would do online dating, but now you're going to try online dating. But why are you doing it? If you're doing it because you feel incomplete, it won't complete you. Because when you get married, you'll think, oh, if I get married, then I'll be okay. You get married, check that box. And then somebody says, well, do you have kids? Well, yeah, no, I don't have any of those. Okay, let me get some of those. All right, so you get one kid, you get two kids, you get three kids. And then somebody goes, why, why do you have three kids? Do you know? Do you not know how this is happening? That's not what you're supposed to. Oh, I wasn't supposed to have three kids. I didn't know because I thought that would make me happier the more kids that we have. Okay, so how many pets should I have? How many grandkids should I have? Now that I've had kids, how many grandkids do we compare up to? If you keep chasing these things complete, and when singles are sitting in isolation, when they're sitting in loneliness, when they're struggling with their loneliness, this is very real. And they have more time to think about it than ever before. So leaders, it is your job to reach out to your single adults that you minister to and share with them um, and connect with them with the love of Christ and be that example to them. Um, which brings us to our next point, which is, okay, so um, what does it look like to do that? So follow and honor God in everything. So how do you, how do you motivate yourself when you're, when you're in the season of loneliness? How do you, how do you find a way out? Um, one way to do that is to prioritize your goals and your values. Um, I'm going to wake up today and I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And that's going to help me stay connected to the world. It's going to help me do these things. You could wake up and um, and just have any other day, watch your Netflix and go binge and go to go to bed and not think about it. But you're going to wake up one day and you're going to wonder why am I loneliness? Why do I have this isolation? How how it works myself out of this? Well, you have to wake up and have goals. You have to be motivated. You have you can control um, how much interaction you're going to have um, in your day. And so using social media. Um, is a great way to do that. But keep in mind that our social media should be honoring to God, all of our comments. Um, it, it's just something that's very important for us to say, now, how is this being perceived? Would you put this on a billboard if you wrote it on Facebook? The amount of comments, um, I mean, I mean, it is something else, right? If you go on a post and if you're watching a, a live stream from the president or if you're watching um, something somewhere and you see the comments that just flood in, I mean, it, it just is disheartening. But would you say that to somebody in real life or would you say that on a billboard? Probably not. Um, and so we have to make sure that in everything we're honoring God. So loneliness only a few times a month. So single adults that are watching, um, let me tell you about being single only a couple times a month. What does that mean? Well, it means that it's okay to wake up some days and have that. I wish I was married feeling. I, I wish that this wasn't my life. I wish that, um, I was married. I feel called to be married. I, I, those are all great things. Those are things that we're supposed to pray. God already knows they're on our heart and we should share that with God and say, this is what I feel like you're calling me to, um, but it's yours to fix. If you wake up every day and you feel incomplete and you feel lonely and you feel like things um, aren't going to get better, now you've crossed the line where loneliness is pervasive. And in this season of social isolation, that can happen extremely quick. 
because we just don't have those avenues. It looks like those avenues may even get more taken down, um, you know, before it gets better, it may get worse, maybe, maybe me. So we have to, we have to think about what those are. Um, leaders, um, uh, we, something to, to work with your singles on, something to think about uh, pastors and your churches is that it's not about controlling our, imag our, our emotions, um, but it's choosing to dwell on Christ and not fear. What does it mean to, to dwell on Christ and not fear and be able to address our loneliness in a healthy way um, rather than um, just let it run free, let our imagination run free and, and not think about it? So let's encourage our people to dwell on Christ. Let's use our social media avenues to, to do that. Maybe you've had a good interaction with that. Maybe you'd like to, to share that in the comments below and say that, yeah, we've seen that. But in this age where fear seems to be the only thing on TV, um, being able to say something that is not fearful can combat somebody that is dealing with loneliness in, in this vein. We, we don't always get told, hey, I'm dealing, I'm lonely over here. I just want you all to know I'm lonely. People, people don't tell us they're lonely. Um, it's on us as leaders to reach out to people to make sure that if they are lonely, that we're there for them, that we care for them, that we shepherd for them, and that we love them just as Jesus would love them. And since we're talking transitioning into to Jesus, um, and um, Jesus understands being alone. He was 100% God and 100% man. Isn't it great to know that our Savior knows without a doubt what it's like to do that? Now, how do I know that? Well, Isaiah 53 says that the Savior would be rejected by all mankind and was familiar with all pain. So we know that in Isaiah, it's saying that this is what Jesus is going to struggle with. And in his final hours, the men who invested in his life ministry, they fled. These guys are gone. They're no one to be seen. They were, they were together. They were in community. And then he is alone. Matthew uh, 26, 56. So in Mark 15, um, verse 34, it tells us that in his last moments, Jesus cried out in a loud voice saying, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He took the burden for our sins alone. He was on the Christ alone. Yes, he had a man to his left and a man to his right, but it was him and it was 100% God and 100% man. And he understands our loneliness. He understands the emotion of loneliness. And knowing that our Savior is that kind of a real Savior, somebody that got it, somebody that does get it, somebody that we can pray to and say, I'm lonely, and, and knowing that our Savior had those same emotions, that's powerful. We need to share that message. Sharing that message when we're talking about the fear that is overcoming so many of our communities, um, going going out and, and just buying groceries right now is like a, an alternate reality universe it's either chaos or you know empty everything um so how do we combat that fear this is a relatable way to say that uh, we can combat that fear fear and with him we are never alone so his relationships keep us from loneliness he tells us this in fact he tells us this in matthew 28 20 that i am with you always even until the end of the earth and that he loves you that much and that you are never alone as a single adult as a married adult in Christ, you're never alone. If you and if you trust, you, you don't get to wake up in the morning and say, "I'm woe is me, I'm all alone, somebody be here for me. You have that foundational relationship because this isn't about marriage. See, relationships and loneliness and those kind of things, when we make it about something that we don't have or somebody has or somebody doesn't have or I had before and now I'm divorced and how do I deal with that or I had it but now um, my loved one has passed away. Loneliness comes in all these stages of life. 
and it tells us to be fearful and it tells us that we're we're not going to be able to do this but but god already conquered that through the cross and if we have a relationship with him that is what keeps us from having those days do we have those moments do we have those emotions sure that's human and we should be human we're allowed to be human we don't need to to act like it's um not okay to to be not okay and at the same point not to live there not to dwell there but to dwell in him so i just have a couple of challenges and um and then i and then i want to hear a little bit from y'all too so be thinking about maybe something that was said there that you'd like to know more write it in the comments i'll try to address it before we hop off here in just a moment but a challenge for our leaders remember your singles they exist they're in your congregations they're in your communities and the answer isn't just oh singles need to date the answer isn't they're all divorced the answer um, isn't social media will connect them um, pastor leader person listening to me on the other end of this video it's on you it's on you to step up and make sure that your single adults are in community that they're in a biblical community that they're cared for text call sale until that shut down let's let's do every social media let's do everything that we can to make sure that people are connected but what would it be like to take one hour of your time after this is over and think about singles in your area the singles in your community somebody how would you reach them challenge yourself give yourself when you have this extra time maybe you have extra time maybe you don't have extra time but maybe you can get a leader to be focused on this and say how are we going to connect singles i hadn't really thought about that um, because I've been dealing with a lot of my anxieties and a lot of things that are going on, but let's challenge ourselves to do that. So let's build community through discipleship. The goal is Christ. The goal is not marriage. That is a foundational attitude that will connect singles to your church. Anyway. Um, so through discipleship means that we're not a dating club. It doesn't mean it's a meat market. It means that we're going to create through biblical community following christ and um, learning about him in the same bible whether you're single or married um, that you're going to grow together in community that's what it means all right singles. so a challenge for you a challenge for you is to be in community any way possible um, we don't live in in normal days but if we're being honest we we haven't lived in normal days um, singles it's it's hard um, some days are easier than others uh, it's not all doom and gloom, but when I speak to singles all across the country and I do Q&A and I get to hear about dating and relationships and divorce and my spouse died and what's it like to raise a single parent, what's it like for other people to treat me this way, I feel this way. When I, when I see people online and they're posting pictures of their family during isolation, that makes me even more sad because now I don't even know how I can do that. How do I even date after all of this happens um, how long is this going to take is my life on hold all of those things are are fear-based emotions that can get out of control really really quick but your god that loves you already wants to hear from you and wants you to pray to him and to and to cry out to him and give that to him that's his to carry and we want you to be complete in christ singles that's that's not just a a, a statement first john 2 verses 3 through 6 but if anyone obeys his word love for god is truly made complete in them this is how we know we are in him whoever claims to live in him must live as jesus did it's not an option if you love christ and if you are complete in him you need to live as he did through your social interactions through whatever means that you can you can do that 
you can be a different person tomorrow when you wake up. You can say, I'm going to turn the page on this COVID crisis. It may get way worse. And I don't know what tomorrow holds, but Matthew 6.34 already told us that we don't know what tomorrow is going to hold. Um, but we need to be rejoicing in today. So singles, um, to be complete in Christ means that um, it's going to be your number one relationship. It is a foundational relationship that builds on every relationship in your life. For seeking Christ first every day and see how can this honor you? How can I do those things? Um, if you look at some other resources that we posted on here, you'll see that reflecting the fruit of the Spirit is a way to measure that. If I'm reflecting the fruit of the Spirit, then I'm reflecting the things that God has called me to do, and that's a talk all in itself, obeying God. Peace and contentment. How do I know that I am complete in Christ? Because I wake up and I have maybe a little bit different peace about the day than I did yesterday. Those are all spiritual growth things. That's all in our faith walk. That's a way for us to move forward. Um, but being complete in Christ is not a relationship status. It's a life choice. It's a life choice. And, and you can do that. So leaders, singles, I hope that you found this to be encouraging. We don't want to belabor it. We don't want to say we have to be here for X a number of minutes, um, but we just want to uh, encourage both sides of, of this issue. Loneliness is real. I hope you walk away from this feeling that and knowing that and, um, and addressing that. It's, it's, it may not get better, um, but regardless of what tomorrow brings, um, all of us can can look at the loneliness factor and say, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that this person's not lonely. So if you're a single adult and you're struggling with that, maybe you need to tell somebody. Um, maybe not just sit back and and wait. Maybe reach out to a pastor, reach out to a friend, let somebody know that that's a very real thing that you're having that you're really struggling with. Um, and leaders, um, again, I challenge you to take that one hour and reach singles. How, how would I do that? How would we be a single-friendly church? How would we move the needle on reaching community in this time and take ground, not just sit back, but take ground during this time? Thank you all for, for joining us for this. I appreciate it. Hopefully you got something out of here. Please write in the comments if you have anything else. We're kind of doing the thing at the end of the webinar now. If you haven't done one of these on Facebook Live, where if we end it too soon, then nobody can like ever see the ending and you ever had that experience, you probably have. Maybe you'll get this. I don't know, because I'm going to hit end here in a second. Uh, but thank you for being here. Please please uh, share this on any page um, that might be interested in that. In the comments over there, you're going to see um, all the, the COVID updates that we offer on the Georgia Baptist Mission page. Please take a moment and uh, check out. Um, the blog that we are referencing is also in those notes. Be Complete in Christ notes. So we do that conference uh, talk all, all the country. And take a look over at that. And then uh, Types of Single Adults uh, also over there in the, in the comments. And so definitely want you to um, uh, do that. Oh boy, here we go. I got a question from uh, Scott Sullivan at the last minute. I think I think maybe we're lagging a little bit. Um, if a leader realizes the potential of reaching out uh, and ministering to singles in their area, what are the first steps they could take? That's a great question. So first step is to um, figure out your discipleship strategy. So what is your church doing to reach adults? And then how do single adults fit in that? Sometimes it's life stage, creating a group that's life stage specific. Sometimes it's community based. Uh, meaning that if you're in this demographic area that you're going to be there, but it's just acknowledging that it singles exist. Um, Scott is a really great step. So does my website 
say that I'm only here for married people with kids? Or does it say that I'm here for adults, I'm here for families, I'm here for marriages, I'm here for singles? Do we use words on our website that connect single adults to that? That's that's a great first step. That's maybe something that you could do is just kind of evaluate your your communication. And then with your discipleship strategy, you can say, now, how do singles blend into this? How am I going to describe a group or maybe do something like that um, to get them connected? So great question, Scott. It's a comment. Otherwise, we're going to hop off. I wonder how many people will make it to that comment. Maybe comment if you made it to that comment. You can hit like on Scott's. Um, and go from there. All right, everybody, we're going we're gonna to hop off here. Um, thank you so much again for joining us, and we'll be checking these comments uh, in the days ahead. So if you watch this afterwards, um, we'd love to, to comment and respond back to you and help you as well. If you're in Georgia um, and you're a Georgia Baptist Church, please let us know, and uh, we'll reach out to you with some specific steps of how we could help your church. Um, thank you all so much. Have a great week.